Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! No, that's not allowed. That wouldn't cater to all of you, the fine listeners. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Back in reality, I was out of cell phone service for most of the last three days. Gosh, it was great. Haven't done that in so long. I don't think I've ever done that in season. And uh, got away for a little while. Congratulations to my great friend Connor and his new wife, Ashley. Uh, it was fun being at their wedding and uh, got a little skiing in. I got a 90-degree angle pole that I'll show you once we get back on SWX Montana Television. And uh, got a little soak times three at the hot springs up there in Quinns. What a fun place. Never been there before. Spent most of my life in Montana. Never been to one of those beautiful places in Montana. So it was a great weekend. I spent, though, all of yesterday afternoon and all of today, all the way up until about 3 o'clock, Studying up, watching up, listening up, going through all the scores and breaking it all down. Listen to all the post games. It's fun. Thanks to all the media members out there because that, that's what makes the world go around. And it's so important, especially in rural places like we live here in Montana. Uh, but it's just awesome that I can just make the rounds and, and catch up on everything and then uh, give you some thoughts and analysis about everything that went down throughout the wide world of sports here uh, in Montana. So we were supposed to be in Cheney, Washington today. Uh, there was only one real scenario that could play out in which uh, tonight's game between Eastern Washington and Montana State didn't mean anything. That exact scenario played out. Eastern Washington lost for the first time in Big Sky Conference play on Saturday. Uh, they fell uh, to Idaho State. We'll get into that game here in just a little while. Montana State then beat Portland State in a free throw fest. We'll get to that here in just a little while as well. And uh, with the Grizz game getting canceled Thursday and then the Grizz winning against SAC on Saturday, that meant that no matter what happens tonight in Cheney, number one versus number two, so it's going to be a great game. And that's kind of cool that that exact scenario played out uh, for the second season in a row. The Cats hosted Northern Colorado in their regular season finale last year. I headed into the Big Sky Tournament. That was one versus two. And then uh, Eastern now hosting the Cats tonight in Cheney. But Eastern's the one seed no matter what happens tonight. Montana State's the two seed no matter what happens tonight. So in the name of rest and uh, good sleep, I came home yesterday a little early. So um, 
Apologies to the folks out at Eastern Washington. They were going to have us all set up for a remote there. But don't worry, we will be on the road for postseason basketball starting on Friday, and we'll be gone for the next several weeks. We're going to be coming to you live from Boise, Idaho, Friday through Wednesday of this upcoming week for the Big Sky Conference tournaments, uh, both men and women's basketball teams there uh, in the capital city in Idaho. And uh, then we'll be on the road again in Butte, for the Class AA State Basketball Championships. And then the following week, we'll be on the road again at a to-be-determined location for the NCAA tournament. Not sure if we're going to go to the men's or the women's. It just depends on who wins what and who's going where. Uh, but we'll be on the road for March Madness here uh, before the end of the month as well. So it's that time of year. Excited to take the show on the road. Excited to present once again the tournament takeover. And uh, also stay tuned because our bracket challenge is coming down the pipeline as well. We will have another ESPN Missoula, ESPN MT bracket challenge. We'll have thousands, literally thousands of dollars of prizes. We always get thousands of entries in this thing. Uh, so it would be really, really fun to bring that back for another year as well. So I uh, appreciate all of our fine sponsors uh, for bringing you that. So in today's show, the Montana Basketball Hour, here in hour number one, we'll talk mostly Big Sky Conference hoops and a little bit of high school hoops as well. Hour number two, we lead with what the best of the weekend besides my weekend the Grizzly Cross team went to Dickinson, North Dakota. My not North Dakota, excuse me, Dickinson last week. My not North Dakota this week. And they defeated two top 20 ranked teams in the Men's Collegiate Lacrosse Association, including the number one team in the country, the Tommies of St. Thomas. Grizzlax beats St. Thomas 10 to 8. So we'll have uh, Tucker Sargent, the head coach of the Grizzly Cross team, swing by at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And then we'll also talk about all of the recently crowned divisional champions from across high school hoops uh, here in the state of Montana. That's your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Every real estate question you might have in western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Uh, Britt Wahlberg and his team. Proud to have sponsored the show uh, Outlook for more than a year. We're going to be moving into some different stuff with them. Um, appreciate them for their uh, continued support of us here at Nuanas Now. And uh, always fun scheming up ideas with Brent. And they've been on, he became up with that one. They've been on that one for quite some time. And uh, just saying thanks to a great friend of mine and uh, good neighbors of ours here in Montana. Let's dive into the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now. You want to stream the show, you always can on 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. And if you want to get a hold of us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. The Montana Basketball Hours brought by brought to you by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications has been serving Montana's homes. For more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to an ever-changing world. With their high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit GoBlackfoot.com. My best of the weekend starts with uh, the skiing. It was great up there at Lookout. It was a really fun time. Uh, they've done a lot of expansion up there, and it's just a really fun place to ski. There's really good snow. I had a great weekend up there skiing as well as hanging out at Quinn's Hot Springs, and uh, it was a really, really fun wedding uh, from start to finish. Great seeing everybody. Great dance of the night away. Great food, great drinks, great people. 
Uh, great hot springs. It was just an awesome weekend. So uh, thanks for bearing with me, taking a Friday off uh, on the uh, with the tournament on the horizon. But uh, I promise you we'll have more than enough content for you here in the next four, five, six weeks. We got a huge feature series coming up at SkylineSportsMT.com. We'll have daily podcasts uh, for pretty much the next week or so outside of this here Nuana's Now uh, podcast. And uh, we'll have tons of coverage podcast-wise, radio-wise, print-wise, uh, multimedia, video-wise, all the way across the gamut uh, at SkylineSportsMT.com as well as here at ESPN Missoula. We have all sorts of new divisional champions, uh, some really, really uh, cool storylines going on in the world of high school hoops, so we will highlight that all week long, including thoroughly here in the second hour of this show and including all throughout the first hour of tomorrow's show as well. Other best of the weekend... Montana State Women's Hoops, the Big Sky Conference champions for the fourth time since 2016. Uh, Bobcat women came in as the preseason favorite. They were the defending tournament champions. They're one of those teams that has multiple historic, memorable players on the the, the squad. And uh, they continue to write their own story. And now they have the regular season banner uh, to hang once again. So congratulations to Trisha Benford and uh, the MSU women. We'll have plenty of women's hoops talk here coming up in a little while as well. And uh, speaking of that, we will have Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops presented by the Good Food Store this week coming up this upcoming Wednesday during the 4 o'clock hour. Krista Redpath will join us in studio. So uh, let's talk some Big Sky Conference Hoops. Got Prep Hoops coming up in hour number two and Grizzly Cross coming up in hour number two as well. Here's your Stockman Bank scoreboard. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Thursday... We didn't have any results. Results, excuse me, from Friday because I was gone. So here's Thursday's results from Men's Big Sky Conference hoops. Montana Portland State was postponed. It's to be determined if they're going to make that game up or not. We'll go through the scenarios of if they will and if they won't here in a little while. Made my head spin earlier, so I hope it'll make your head spin when we get to all that. Montana State got it out a 60-56 win over Sac State. Eastern Washington clinched the league title with an 89-82 victory over Weber State. And Idaho State beat Idaho in the battle for the King Spud Trophy, 65-55. Andrew, by the way, we have, I can't believe we haven't even talked about this. Uh, what do you think of that trophy? Is it as ridiculous as I think it is? It's also cool they have a trophy. I mean, I'm not dogging it. The, the trophy itself is just ridiculous, but I like that they have a trophy, Idaho and Idaho State. I think it is a good thing for the rivalry, Coulter, uh, just to, to have something to play for and something that the, the two fan bases, at least, I think take seriously. Yeah, it's as ridiculous as you think. At the original is like this old shiny bronze potato head. The new one looks like 3D printed or something. I don't like the look of it. It's true. Uh, it, it's even weirder than the original one. Uh, but both fan bases have elements that are embracing it. So uh, good good for them. And I mean, everything's ridiculous when you really think about it, right? Like that's the, right. Like the Grizzlies in Idaho have a rivalry that's almost 100 years old. And it's for a giant wood beer stein. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything's ridiculous when you really think about it. That's right, and and it was uh, it was a good game this week, and it helps that Idaho State's playing well as as well when it comes down to that rivalry. So that's your Thursday's results uh, from men's hoops. In women's hoops, your Thursday results: Eastern Washington destroys Weber State. Weber State did not make a shot in that game; quite literally, went over from three. When they struggle offensively, they're already so poor offensively. Man, Weber State's women are just—it's tough. 
But Eastern Washington's women uh, rolling a little bit. Portland State with an inexplicable 74-72 win over the Lady Grizz. We talked all about the Lady Grizz travel struggles on Thursday. But then in this game, Lady Grizz led late, but they gave up two three-pointers in the last five seconds of the game, including one that banked in at the buzzer to force overtime, and then they lose in overtime in front of a sparse crowd in Portland because of the winter storm that uh, descended upon the City of Roses. So Lady Grizz, uh, that was their second heartbreaking loss, and then they turned around and lost again in Sa- at Sac State. So they've lost three in a row. We'll, get, we'll come back to that subject a little later on. Some more women's scores um, from Thursday. Stockman Bank scoreboard. Sac State beat Montana State 82-73. That was certainly a statement win for the Hornets as we get to the tournament, uh, get into tournament time, I should say. Idaho continue their winning ways, 60-54 to over Idaho State. Your Saturday scores from men's basketball, Big Sky Conference play. Northern Arizona beats Northern Colorado, 85-82. Montana State beats Portland State, 91-78. Excuse me. Exactly 60 free throws shot in this game. 43 by Montana State. So their second time in three games in which... <laughs> They shoot more than 40 free throws. Unbelievable. We'll talk more about that element here after a little while as well. Danny Sprinkle, uh, Bobcat head coach, coming up here a little later on on Nuanas now as well. And then the winner of the weekend, Idaho State's men take down Eastern Washington 71-63 in Pocatello. So ISU wins two in a row, and that sets up a huge scenario. If Idaho State wins uh, on uh, tonight, that is, they... Will then clinch a bye. They'll get the. They'll get. I believe the secured at the five seed if they win tonight. So uh, Ryan Looney's teams, their recent surge. If they could get to five hundred in Big Sky play and get a bye in the first round of the Big Sky tournament, a pretty good, pretty good year there uh, in Pocatello. Weber State continued their winning ways. They win sixty seven fifty one over Idaho, and then Sac State pushes Montana down to the wire. But the Grizzlies get their sixth win in the last seven games, 74-72. Your Saturday results from Big Sky Women's Hoops includes Northern Arizona uh, running past Northern Colorado, 66-48. Sac State beating the Lady Grizz, 63-58. Montana State, their best defensive effort of the season, held Portland State to 18% shooting, and they win 63-34 to clinch their fourth regular season title under Trisha Binford, uh, all of them since 2016. Eastern Washington won for the second straight time over the weekend, 64-44 over Idaho State. And Idaho, they've now won 7 out of 9 after beating Weber State, 77-54. Uh, takeaways from what all this means. What is now? It's the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, Eastern Washington, top seed in the tournament. We expected it. It was only a matter of time before they did it. It's actually kind of amazing. It took till the 16th game for Eastern to clinch, given how far out ahead of everybody they were all season long. But it's a real testament to the Cats for hanging around. The Cats are solidified as the number two seed. Uh, They might end this season with the same amount of conference losses as they had all of last year, four, and yet still get second because uh, Eastern's been so good. Weber has also secured a bye after they swept the weekend. So we know for sure the men's tournament, Eastern's the one, the Cats the two, Weber the three, Montana almost certainly the four, but they could really help themselves out by getting their 10th league victory tonight in Pocatello, or excuse me, in Moscow uh, against Idaho. Idaho is trying to play their way out of the bottom spot in the league, but... I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Vandals are going to finish ninth or 10th, and that's what, the way that the new bracket works. 
It's nine versus ten in the first game of the tournament uh, on the men's side on Saturday. So uh, still a lot of positioning to be determined, and we still won't know if the Grizz are going to have to play against Portland State in a makeup game on Wednesday or not uh, until after tonight. So without making your head spin, here's the two scenarios that would make sure that the Grizz don't play the Wednesday makeup game. If Idaho State wins tonight, that would ensure that against Northern Colorado, Northern Colorado in Pocatello tonight. If Idaho State wins that game, then nothing else matters. That means the Grizz will certainly have a bye. Portland State certainly won't have a bye. And uh, the Sac State Portland State game tonight wouldn't matter in that case. Portland State's at Sac State tonight. That game does matter, though, if Northern Colorado wins over Idaho State. Then if NAU were to win at Weber and Sac won, then the Grizz game wouldn't have to be made up. But in that scenario, that'd be because Sacramento State beat Portland State. If Portland State wins and Idaho State loses, we'll have to have a makeup game. If Portland State loses and Northern Colorado wins over Idaho, we'll have to have a makeup game. If PSU loses to Sac, UNC wins at Idaho State, and Northern Arizona wins at Weber, we'll have to have a makeup game. So uh, there's four basically scenarios in which we will have to make up the Grizz uh, canceled game against Portland State, and there's two scenarios in which we won't. Is your head spinning yet? My mine <laughs> certainly is. Nuanas now ESPN Radio. Uh, Andrew, before we go any farther, just your impressions on what went down over the weekend. Um, a sort of anticlimactic Monday now here on both the men's and women's sides in terms of the league title race. Both titles are already sewed up. Eastern Washington on the men's side, Montana State on the women's side. Still plenty of jockeying for those middle seeds in the men's tournament, but we we already know one through three and probably one through four. Uh, for with the Grizzlies being there at fourth. On the women's side, Sac State and AU certainly have buys, uh, but we have a whole bunch of other jockeying now to, to occur between basically Eastern Washington, Portland State, and then the two teams that play here tonight in Missoula, Idaho at Montana, the Lady Grizz. Uh, just start with the men's league. What, what is uh, just your thoughts on what's going on coming out of the weekend? Uh, well, just exactly like you said, Coulter, kind of really anticlimactic, not only with Eastern wrapping up the conference title, but then with also Eastern immediately dropping a game, right? So they're not playing for an undefeated record anymore. Uh, really statement win for Idaho State, and that's got to be the game of the weekend, right? Coming uh, or hosting Eastern Washington and, and forcing the Eagles' first loss of the season. I think we're just really uh, set again and sort of set as we have been all season on who the top teams really are in the men's league. I don't think this weekend did anything to to change those thoughts when we're talking about Eastern Washington and Montana State and then Weber State and Montana sort of being the next tier down of contenders. Nothing I saw this weekend changed any of that. That's what's so interesting going into the men's tournament is I do think 5 through 10 are a complete coin flip. I don't really think that there's that much difference between Idaho State and NAU and Idaho or Portland State. Northern Colorado, all of them have some good players. Most of them have, have sort of disappointed this year. I'd say the only two teams that are kind of exactly where you probably thought they would be, maybe SAC is in that group for sure. Idaho State's been better than maybe people thought they were going to be. And Portland State's kind of exactly where you thought they would be. Northern Colorado, probably a disappointment. NAU and Idaho, uh, sort of status quo here these last couple years. But I don't think there's that much difference between all those teams I just named. But I do think it is, I agree, a clear-cut uh, differentiation between those top four teams 
and the, then the next six. I also, though, think that there's not that much of a hierarchy between those top four. There's there's reasons why you could talk me into all four of those top four seeds on the men's side winning uh, the tournament or making a run at it, and then there's reasons why you could talk me into all four not. We'll come back to that here later this show and probably later on uh, this week. How about on the women's side? Uh, huge win Thursday by Sac State in Bozeman to, to extend the, the uh, tournament title race an extra uh we are, I guess, an extra, an extra a couple days. and then But then the Cats sew it up with a dominant effort defensively at Portland State. So Bobcats are the champions. But uh, after that, uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of jockeying to be determined. Kind of got our top three, but um, still a lot to be determined. Fourth through eighth in the women's league. Yeah, love that you led with Sac State. That uh, that game against Montana State in Sacramento was sort of an eye-opener. 82-73 Sac State, and it wasn't really that close. Now, they shot the lights out in that game. They shot about 60% from three. Yep. But here's what I'm watching with the Hornets, Coulter. It's now five in a row after they sweep the Montana schools over the weekend. Five wins in a row. Uh, six out of seven in the one loss in that stretch was in overtime to Northern Arizona, which is a good team. Yep. I'm this close, Coulter, to saying that, that Sac State is is should be the favorite going into Boise. They've got Katie Penuetta back, and I think that has a lot to do For sure. with this streak that they're putting together because this is a team that does not have a ton of depth. Missing one of their top three players is going to hurt them worse than it's going to hurt any team in the league. But Penuetta's back. They're looking healthy now. They're, uh, they're entering the tournament on a big run. I, I do think that it is enticing to maybe talk yourself into Sac State or Northern Arizona being the favorite going into the women's tournament. But the favorite's Montana State only because this group has won so many conference tournament games in their time at Montana State. They've been to the championship two out of the last three years. They are the defending champs. And more than anything, it's Darian White leading a team in her hometown. She always plays her best basketball uh, in Boise. But it is. It's interesting. We'll hold that thought, though, because we've got the Round the Big Sky Women's Hoops coming up on Wednesday. So we'll hash that out uh, a little bit more. Um, so that's what we know coming out of the men's and women's games. Uh, by the way, I, I got the order backwards. The men's games, Idaho State is at Northern Colorado. Weber is at NAU. Montana at Idaho. Montana State at Eastern Washington. Sac State at Portland State. And then the women's games, the inverse. Northern Colorado's in Pocatello. NAU's in Ogden. Idaho here in Missoula. Eastern in Bozeman. And Portland State uh, is at Sac State. So that's your uh, Stockman Bank scoreboard. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. The Montana Basketball Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for you, your home, or your business, visit goblackfoot.com. A little bit of an early break here on the Montana Basketball Hour. We'll come back and break down the Grizz game here in Missoula, why the Grizz are playing better uh, these last couple weeks, and also the Bobcats. Why do they draw the most fouls in the league? Could it be perhaps because they're the most talented team? Never would have thought those two things went hand in hand. You want us now? Back after this, keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, 
while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Welcome back. One is now ESPN Radio. Most times, SWX Montana Television, but not today. I believe this is our last Monday getting preempted. And uh, also, coming to you on the ESPN MT app, I'm Coulter Nuanez. Coming to you through the ESPN MT studios here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. Next Monday, we'll be coming to you live from the Big Sky Tournament in Boise, Idaho. Uh, very much looking forward to that. Our tournament takeover returns for, I think this is the fourth, maybe even fifth year in a row. So happy to take the show on the road to Boise. Uh, always a fun time. I think this is our fourth year in a row being in Boise. I believe we did this from Reno the last time it was there as well. My brother and I were laughing earlier uh, just how fun the tournament was in Reno and uh, how much uh, time it took off of our lives. <laughs> Staying up till seven in the morning at the casino. I don't think I, I'm old, I'm too old for that now. I, there's no way I could do that. That was in my younger days. Certainly, uh, I'm finally admitting it. I'm actually old now. Andrew, I couldn't hear any of the playback music on our way back in. Were you playing my NWO song? I did the New World <laughs> Order. Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm back to my old BS. I uh, got home yesterday, and before I started going through all the high school scores and stuff, I wanted to just veg out for a minute. So I watched uh, like an hour-long A&E biography documentary. I've talked about this on the show before, so if you've been following along, you know. I loved pro wrestling when I was a kid. I'm not ashamed to say it. Now that I'm an adult, I've studied it. I do think like the storytelling and the dichotomy of good and evil and all of that, so compelling. And, uh, you know, some of those characters are some of the great characters in modern American you know, pop culture history. I mean, the part of the lexicon, like Hulk Hogan is one of the great icons of the latter part of the 20th century, for sure. Right? It's just in terms of being recognizable and like the story and the symbolism of what they stand for. And there's been like the legendary guys like the, the Gi- Andre the Giant. I mean, you want to watch a fun documentary, watch the Andre the Giant documentary on HBO. Just his daily consumption of food and drink, just that is <laughs> wildly entertaining, let alone... Uh, just the story of his life and the icon that he also became. But anyways, I started watching one about the New World Order, which was a, a, a shtick that WCW used to essentially dist- rage a war, a Monday Night War against Monday Night Raw, which was the WWF's main property, and uh, also Monday Night Football. If you're of a certain age and you're of a certain demographic, you certainly remember the nights in the mid to late 90s where you were scanning all around the TV, but you're mostly landing on Monday Night Football, Monday Night Raw, and Monday Nitro. And uh, 
it, it was so fun back in the day to go back and forth. But I remember when Hulk Hogan first joined the WCW and how big that was. And then the storyline that emerged when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash joined the WCW, and they were like the quote-unquote outsiders, the guys from the WWF that were taking over the corporation. And the way this story evolved, it became one of the biggest stories in America because that stuff was so big then. The arc of it all is just so fascinating to me, and uh, that's why I keep watching these things. So if you don't even have to have liked pro wrestling, if you liked pro wrestling, you'll love these A&E documentaries about these guys. Even if you didn't, though, if you like just nostalgic culture analysis of the 1990s or you just want some really uh, poignant uh, sort of place in time entertainment, these are just really well done. And, and uh, it, it sort of just puts into display why pro wrestling was the, the phenomenon it was. And also you can really go down the rabbit hole thinking about why it's not any sort of a phenomenon these days. It's, it's so interesting uh, the way that we have changed, the way culture and society has evolved and what we want and what we take in these days. This is the Montana Basketball Hour here on Nuanas Now. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications for all their support. I've been, uh, we have been doing interview series with Blackfoot Communications. You're going to be able to hear some of those interview bites from our uh, Nuanas Now podcast, as well as on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast on Skyline Sports. And uh, it's been fun rounding up all those folks and getting to hang out with them for a little while and uh, letting them tell their stories. If you want to find out how more black, find out more, excuse me, how Blackfoot can help you, visit goblackfoot.com. Uh, I, like I mentioned at the top of the show, was out of town this last weekend. We were supposed to uh, be on the road. We were supposed to be doing this show from Cheney, Washington, but decided to come back a little early because the game between Eastern Washington and Montana State uh, isn't for anything. I mean, it's certainly for momentum going into the conference tournament. It's certainly the two best teams in the Big Sky Conference going at it. But Eastern is already for sure the one seed, and the Cats are already for sure the two seed. So I decided to save myself a couple days and, and uh, sleep in my own bed. So we're back here in Missoula. But I was not here Saturday for the Grizz game against uh, Portland State. Excuse me, against Sacramento State. Portland State's game was canceled on Thursday. Andrew Elton, though, was sitting courtside. So, uh, Andrew, just break it down for us. Just give us a couple things from this uh, game that were your takeaways. Yeah, if we're doing it three big things uh, style, Coulter, the first thing would be uh, it felt like sort of the uh, the epitome of what they've been trying to build towards this entire year, especially defensively and, and also in close games, right? This one was a really close one down the stretch. They had to uh, come back in the last couple minutes. A bunch of guys made made big plays, and... Uh, they uh, they pulled out a 74-72 win. They gave up a bunch of points. Sac State shot it really well from the three-point line. And there was the there was the three really late. Too. I, I actually was watching at the last minute of this game while I was having some water at the wedding. And uh, there was a kind of a flurry of Sac State scoring. Jack, Zach Chappelle, who's one of Sac's best players, he had a three late. And that kind of kept extended the game. Sac State was able to foul a couple more times and have at least a couple more cracks at it. Yeah, he, he hit a three with 1.5 seconds left, actually, uh, with Sac down by four to make sort of the final margin there because Montana hit one more free throw after that. Uh, so that sort of colors it a little bit. But I thought that they were really good defensively. I thought they were really good on the boards down the stretch, which is important in going against a Sac State team uh, with Callum McRae, the seven-footer, and also 
Ecole Maywin, uh, who's a, a good athletic big as well. I just thought they closed out the game really well. They made their free throws down the stretch. It just felt like a, a complete 180 from some of the games that we're, we saw them blow earlier in the season. I mean, they got the ball inbounds against the press in the final minute. It was just uh, professional, seemed experienced, seemed like a lot of games that I've seen from other Montana Grizzlies teams at Washington, uh, at Dahlberg Arena, uh, but not something that we've seen a ton from this team yet this year. You got to remember too, the Grizz started three and six, their worst start of the 21st century of Big Sky Conference play. But a couple of those games were severely thwarted by not making free throws down the stretch. They had they were all the way in it against Eastern Washington. Uh, in their first matchup, in the very first game of conference play, and then they let it completely slip away. They they could have taken that game over and closed it down, but instead Eastern surged down the last two minutes of that game and won 87-80. But they also struggled down the stretch shooting free throws against Northern Arizona, a game they lost by one, against Weber State, a game they lost by two. And so that was about half of their losses at the midpoint of the season. I also tend to try to remind myself that we've established in our analysis barometer, our analysis baseline at both SkylineSportsMT.com, where we've had the Big Sky Breakdown podcast for nine years, as well as this radio show here, uh, Nuanas Now, that we have really high expectations for the, uh, particularly the Montana schools, because that's what we cover as our bread and butter. Uh, that is what you're here for to learn about. But they also have so many great fans. I mean, how many how many other conference affiliates have shows like this or websites like Skyline or whatever it is, you know? Uh, there's just so much more visibility and so much more support for um, the Montana schools. But also Montana basketball, both men's and women's, has has such tremendous tradition. They've had such great success throughout the years. And so oftentimes the barometer of success is measuring against the past. That's become largely unfair for the Lady Grizz, given both the sort of the icon that Robin Selvig was, uh, certainly the most successful coach the Big Sky has ever seen, and in terms of just pure volume, will ever see, almost certainly. I really can't imagine any coach, uh, man or woman, getting to year 38 and win 865 ever again in the Big Sky Conference. There's a moment in time, a time and place, all of it. But it's, it's become largely unfair because of how long it's been since Selvig coached at Montana, also how the game's changed, and just how imposing of a figure he is and how uh, dark the shadow is his program success casts. It's the same thing for the men, though, because the men have had an unbelievable string of legendary head coaches, from Judd Heathcote to Mike Montgomery, Stu Morrill to Blaine Taylor, uh, you know, um, all the way through Larry Kostowiak, Wayne Tinkle, Travis DeCure, uh, you got to throw Don Holston there as well, who's part of the coaching tree too. Hardly any blips on the radar. Hardly, hardly any times that Montana's men's basketball team has had multiple years in a row where they were really struggling or rebuilding or both. Well, they've struggled on when to start rebuilding the last couple of years. They've had a variety of factors bite them in the butt. But sometimes you got to give credit where credit's due. And we'll get to Lady Grizz in just a little while. The Lady Grizz are reeling right now. It's a huge, huge, huge game. I would actually argue this is the biggest game of Brian Holsinger's career tonight here in Missoula. That will More on that in a little bit, though. Uh, this Grizz men's team, though, sometimes we just get a wash in the big picture and we forget to analyze the smaller picture. This team was 8-1 and one at the midpoint of Big Sky Conference play last year, and they stumbled all the way down the stretch into the tournament, and then they got blasted in, the, in their first game in the Big Sky tournament last year. This year... 
They were sitting there at the bottom of the league or close to it at three and six in conference play. They lost all these heartbreakers. They get absolutely blown out at Sac State, completely embarrassed, to be quite honest, 67-48. Then they stay in the locker room until 1130 at night. They freak out on each other. They yell. They scream. But they turn the corner, and they change the way they play fundamentally, but they also change the way they play in terms of their hierarchy of leadership. And that's led them now to win six out of their last seven games and head into the tournament as being one of the hottest teams in the conference. So I just wanted to acknowledge that, that last year the trajectory was the complete opposite of what it is this year. And Travis DeCure deserves a ton of credit because this this team was hanging by a thread. I mean, they have, they're coming off of back-to-back terrible years by their standard. And then they have a terrible start. And you're like, wow, has Coach DeCure lost it? Is this program just completely a miss right now? And they deserve a ton of credit for playing their way back in and being a bona fide contender going in the tournament. That's absolutely right, Coulter. Uh, and that sort of leads into my second point about this game. While this team's still trying to figure out a bunch of things having to do with the rotation, uh, Lonel Martin and Deshaun Thomas barely played on Saturday. Uh, looks like Josh Vasquez is a big part of the rotation now. Laulu Oki is coming on strong. He played 22 minutes on Saturday, so they're still trying to figure out a lot of stuff that has to do with that. At the end of games, they know what they're doing right now, Coulter, and you could see it again in the final minute on Saturday, uh, down by one. Anand Moody gets the ball, takes it into the paint, misses the left-handed layup, but Josh Bannon makes a great play on the defensive end, forces the steal. They go right back to Moody in sort of a semi-transition look. He hits the pull-up bank shot to give the Grizz the lead, and that was the, the game-winning bucket. So that was sort of my second big thing, and such a great contrast, as you pointed out to sort of where they were after that first Sac State game. Well, it's now ESPN Radio, the Montana Basketball Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Tease for tomorrow, speaking of basketball, uh, one of the great runs, and we'll get to the divisional tournaments coming up here in a minute, one of the great runs, though, of the weekend in divisional tournaments was by the Hamilton Girls basketball team. Dillon has dominated the Class A ranks this year. They're the top-ranked team in the state, but then they lost once in the regular season, and then they lost in the semifinals of the Western A Divisional Girls Basketball Tournament to Hamilton. Hamilton then got to the championship game, pushed Frenchtown down to the wire, and Frenchtown comes out with the Western A Divisional Championship with a 49-42 win over Hamilton High School. Tomorrow, during Nuanas Now, Boone Nelson, the head coach of the Hamilton High School Girls Basketball Team, will join us about four, about ten after four. Uh, so uh, we look forward to, to welcoming him in. How about last big thing about the Grizz, Andrew, before we give you a couple thoughts about the Cats? They're just figuring out ways to win, Coulter, and it's uh, like I said in sort of the first point, but uh, they knew the matchups coming into this one. I was just looking yeah. at the stats again. Uh, Sac State's got the big seven-footer in Callum McRae. Uh, they got out-rebounded pretty substantially on Saturday. It was... Uh, 30 to 23, I think. But also they force McCray into six turnovers. They only turn the ball over seven times themselves, and that's how you get those possessions back, and that's why they were in it at the end. Grizz solidly in fourth place in the Big Sky Conference standings. They play at Idaho tonight. A win could go a long ways for Montana. Uh, and we'll still it still remains to be seen if they have to make up their game against Poland State from last Thursday. They might have to play uh on on Wednesday or uh, maybe not. Mostly what the Grizz need is they need to win against Idaho, and they need Idaho State to win at Northern Colorado. That will take care of all of the scenarios, give the Grizz and Idaho State buys, along with Eastern Washington, Montana State, and uh, Weaver State in the men's side of the league. Now, the Montana Basketball Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications.
the Cats right now are going to get second no matter what. But it's been a great title defense. They've been out in front of pretty much everybody. They're 14-3 and in league play. So a win tonight at Eastern Washington would move them to 15-3 and and mean that they only finished a game behind Eastern, even though Eastern won 16 straight games. The Cats are riding a four-game winning streak. They're 21-9 and overall. It's the first time Montana State has had back-to-back 21 seasons since 94 and 95. I guess it's 94-95 and 95-96, those two seasons. Uh, but history continues to be made by Danny Sprinkle uh, leading Montana State. And they've done it despite having a target on their backs. They've done it despite uh, everybody in the league defending them at an incredibly high level, an incredibly physical level. Part of that comes from the fact that Jabril Bello, great Osabar, that's the best one-two punch at the center position in the Big Sky Conference. They also, Montana State does, has one of the best slashers in the league in Raekwon Battle. That's helped the Cats have four, two games in the last three outings in which they've shot 43 free throws, excuse me, or more. They shot 41 against Montana. They shot 43 on Saturday in a 91-78 win over Portland State. 60 total free throws were shot in that game. Woof. Montana State shot 425 free throws so far uh, in conference play. That's 89 more than any other team in the league, 89 better than Eastern Washington. But there's a reason for it. It's because they have the most talented players. They have the players in the league uh, that are the hardest to guard. On Saturday, a couple guys that have been key uh, to this second straight good season for Montana State, Jabril Bello and Caleb Fuller, celebrated their senior night. Bello will go down as an all-time great Bobcat. He's a 1,000-point scorer. He's the all-time leader in block shots in Montana State history. By the time this season is done, he'll be a three-time All-Big Sky selection. He was the Big Sky Conference MVP and the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year a year ago, and he will certainly be candidates for both of those awards once again this year. Montana State head men's basketball coach Danny Sprinkle joined Keaton Galoglia, the voice of the Bobcats, this sound courtesy of the Bobcat Radio Network. Here's a couple minutes from Danny Sprinkle after his team's senior night victory in Bozeman on Saturday night. You know, we stress playing well at home, you know, like having our crowd. I want to play well in front of our crowd. You know, it's important. I know how important Montana State basketball is to our community and our fans, and I want I want us to represent us the right way when we play at home. On the road, too, but, you know, especially when, when, when they're sitting in these seats. Let's talk about your seniors, Coach. Uh, Caleb Fuller, he goes for 9-90 to at 18 down in Portland. Yep. His best game as a Bobcat right there in terms of scoring column. Talk about Caleb. He was awesome. You know, and even you know, from the jump, you know, he scored a couple of those bucks. I think our first like nine points were Jabril and Caleb. And you know, that's what seniors do. And uh, sometimes senior night is a little tricky because it's emotional for them. And uh, they came out and got us off to a great start. But you know, I thought his energy was great. Um, you know, but he he did what he did. You know, five of five from the free throw line, big shots, and and uh, helped us build that lead. Yeah, and Jabril obviously had a great weekend, both games. Phenomenal. Should probably be Big Sky Player of the Week this week. We'll find that out. You know, later in the week, but. Jabril's, you know, his contribution to the program goes way beyond what he did tonight. It does. Like, he's he's one of the best kids. Like, he's been just a rock for four years. You know, he's a he's an unbelievable teammate. Um, like, he's passionate about his teammates. You know, there's not, there's not many great players like him that produce at that level that are Big Sky MVPs and defensive MVPs that – I mean, literally, he's more about his teammates than he is. He doesn't care if he scores. He wants to bang in the post. He wants to rebound. He wants to do all the winning things. And, you know, I talked to him last night about, you know, we can't get bored 
with the things that win games. Like sometimes this time of year, you can't get bored with chesting up. You can't get bored with taking care of the basketball. You can't get bored with boxing out at the free throw line. All the little things, and he's the epitome of that, you know. And he's, I'm gonna miss him. You know, I mean, it's hard to not even get emotional when you talk about Jabril, but he's, he's, he's the best. There's not gonna be another Jabril Bello here. I know that. It's the truth, and I, I love hearing just the pride in Danny Sprinkle's voice because. I mean, Jabril Bellow's been on the show before. We've interviewed him many times. Uh, he's such an interesting guy. He's such a cool dude. He also is so unbelievably talented. And because he is the biggest, strongest dude in the gym at all times, sometimes the way that he's been officiated, but also sometimes the way that he has performed, the, the level, I guess what I'm saying is when Jabril Bellow really turns it on, Montana State's basically unbeatable. If Bello was able to turn it on for an entire schedule, Montana State might run rush out over everybody. But that comes with the territory. Sometimes when you are the guy that's getting double and triple teamed on every single possession when you have the ball, you are the biggest dog in the fight all the time. It comes with wavering levels of effort. And I know Sprinkle has talked about it on this show so much. Uh, just getting Bello to get to his best level as often as possible. Well, they got him to do it last year in the Big Sky tournament, and they won the tournament, and that and that's why he's one of the, the uh, that's why he's the reigning Big Sky Conference MVP. Ever since he uh, split the webbing in his hand a couple weeks ago, I can't remember what game it was in, but he Jabril Bello split split the webbing between his fingertips on his left hand. He had had a really hard time offensively, and Danny Sprinkle talked about it on this show last week. The Bello had not been playing up to the standard he wants out of himself. Well, then he goes out and gets double-doubles both Thursday and Saturday against two of the bigger, stronger teams in the league. And uh, pretty good way uh, to to ride off into the sunset with your 21st career double-double on senior night. Uh, He's an unforgettable Bobcat. I'm totally comfortable saying that he's one of the all-time greats there. I mean, if you have multiple all-time records and you're multiple-time all-league selection, uh, people are going to remember you for a really long time. And uh, it's fun to hear Danny Sprinkle because Sprinkle's been hard on Bellow, but I know Sprinkle is endlessly proud of Bellow. And you can hear it there uh, in that quote uh, from Montana State's head men's basketball coach. We'll give you some of the best trends going on in the Big Sky Conference next on the Montana Basketball Hour. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot has been serving Montana's homes for more than six decades, providing communities with new and better ways to communicate in and connect to an ever-changing world. With their expanding high-capacity fiber network and innovative voice solutions, Blackfoot's customers have access to the latest technologies backed by 24-7 technical support. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for your business, visit goblackfoot.com. Who's the hottest team in the Big Sky Conference right now? Give you a couple choices on both the men's and women's side. Post will break down just how big this game here in Missoula is tonight. The Lady Grizz hosting the Idaho Vandals, a rivalry renewed. That's next. Keep it right here. The one is now. ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. 
Nuwana's now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Two-part trivia question if you're listening right now. You text me, text us, 406-888-1029, and tell me two things. One, who wrote that song, Fly Like an Eagle, and then who was singing it right there? Two separate questions. Who was the original releaser of Fly Like an Eagle, and who was singing it right there in that rendition from the Space Jam soundtrack? 406-888-1029. Anybody that gets this right... We'll pare you down, and uh, we'll f- we'll find something for you. We got we got a prize box, so we'll find something for you. Who originally sang "Fly Like an Eagle" and who was singing it right there? Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio. The Montana Basketball Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. To learn more about how Blackfoot can provide the right services for you, visit goblackfoot.com. Top teams in the Big Sky Conference with the regular season wrapping up tonight and the Big Sky Tournament coming down the pipe. By the time we come to you next week on this here day, we'll be coming to you from Boise, Idaho. So our tournament takeover back for the fourth year in a row from Boise, our fifth year in a row overall. The regular season wraps up tonight with uh, the men's schedule. Idaho State at Northern Colorado, NA, or Weber State at NAU, Montana at Idaho, Montana State in Cheney against Eastern Washington and Sac State at Portland State. In women's hoops, Northern Colorado's at Idaho State. NAU is at Weber. Idaho is here in Missoula to play the Lady Grizz. Eastern Washington at Montana State for their senior night. A senior night which was announced on Twitter earlier today of Darian White, Cola Badbear, Madison Jackson, and Grace Beasley. There was a question whether Badbear and White would come back for yet another year, but they are celebrating senior night tonight. So I don't know if that means... They'll explore another collegiate year next year. Uh, If it's white, she will certainly have the opportunity to explore professional opportunities as well. Uh, Maybe Bad Bear might as well. Bad Bear actually probably could play overseas. But regardless, uh, both of them, uh, at least for now, if you believe the symbolism of senior night, uh, will celebrate their senior night in uh, Bozeman. I was going to go through some of the hottest teams in the league, but we'll save that for Wednesday because we're going to do a Big Sky Conference tournament extravaganza for the ESPN Roundtable at 5 o'clock on Wednesday. So I want to spend the last couple minutes here of the Montana Basketball Hour talking about the Montana basketball team on the women's side. The Lady Grizz have lost four out of five. They had uh, a, I can't believe that just happened, loss uh, on a bad call against Idaho State. They had a... I can't believe that just happened. Inexplicable loss at Portland State on Thursday. They were leading in the fourth quarter. Portland State hit two three-pointers in like the last four seconds of this game, including banking one in at the buzzer to force overtime. And then uh, Portland State wins in OT. And then the Lady Grizz turn around and lose at SAC on Saturday. Now, you can look at this two different ways. The Lady Grizz have lost four out of five, and they've lost three in a row. Those, those losses have come to some of the best teams in the league. The Cats are conference champs. Sac State beat the conference champs on Thursday, and they are looking like one of, if not the best teams in the league. Uh, the travel to Portland State was hellacious. The call against Idaho State was terrible. But all that said, excuses, excuses, it doesn't really matter. This is a team that won four in a row and really looked like they turned a corner after changing their starting lineup, and now they've lost. Four out of five. So uh, that then sets up what I think is the biggest game to this point 
of Brian Holsinger's career. And you could say, well, Idaho's not the Cats. It's not a rivalry. Brian Holsinger does have a win over the Cats, which he earned last year in Missoula. But still, Idaho is on a completely different trajectory than Montana. Idaho swept the Montana schools in Moscow to start Big Sky Conference play. Then they lost six in a row, but they've won seven out of nine since then. They swept the Thursday-Saturday of this weekend, and they have one of the best players in the league in Beyonce B. Well, Lady Grizz are on a different trajectory. Four losses in their last five games, but they got Idaho here in Missoula tonight. Lady Grizz win, they get a bye. Idaho wins, and they're going to be the surprise team among the teams that get a bye. We basically know that Montana State's the one seed. Sac State and NAU are 2-3 or 3-2, depending on who wins and who loses tonight. But then from four through six, you have four teams for three spots. Montana, Idaho, uh, Portland State is in that same group, and Eastern Washington. Idaho and Montana play, Eastern Washington and Montana State play, and then Portland State plays Sac State. So we'll see where they all fall when the dust settles. But given where this team was at uh, a little while ago, if they were to fall out of a bye in the conference tournament, that would be a detrimental uh, scenario for the Lady Grizz going into the conference tournament. Andrew, last thoughts uh, just on Lady Grizz basketball heading into tonight's big game down at Dahlberg Arena? Yeah, big game. Uh, you want to turn it around going into the conference tournament. This also, I think, you know, I think the Vandals, although they had that tough stretch in the middle of the conference season, this is still a measuring stick team for a lot of teams in the conference, right? This is a team that has had success. This is a team that has one of the best players in the conference and beyond speed. I just think that this is a team who a lot of people around the league still think is a contender when they get to Boise, no matter what their final record is. Uh, it's a team you want to play well against. It's a team you want to uh, make a statement against for the Lady Grizz. I also think, the last point on this game, if you want a matchup to watch, Beyonce be one of the most efficient and prolific offensive players in the league this year, but honestly that the league has seen over the last uh, decade or so. She scored more than 1,500 points. Uh, she's been the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week eight times in her career, including four times this season already. She is definitely going to be a first-team All-League selection and maybe the league's MVP, depending on how tonight goes. And uh, who the Lady Grizz guard her with is going to be a huge decision. I don't think they can go with Carmen G. Feller. I think that uh, Beyonce B. would eat G. Feller alive. But I also don't think he can go the other way either. I don't think B. can guard G. Feller, although B. is a better defensive player than G. Feller. Uh, but I think the Gri- Lady Grizz will probably go with Danny Barsh on Beyonce B. How does she do? Barsh has been a revelation since joining the starting lineup. I think she's got double-digit rebounds in five of her last seven. She had 16 rebounds uh, in the game on Saturday. So she has been a rebounding machine, especially in conference play. She's also a long, athletic 6'2 defender. But Beyonce B can lure you into foul trouble. She gets the ball wherever she wants. She can score from wherever she wants. Uh, So that'll be a matchup to watch tonight with Idaho coming to Missoula to take on the Lady Grizz. Our number two includes Tucker Sargent, Grizz Lacrosse head coach. They knocked off the number one team in the United States in MCLA Division II over the weekend. Grizz Lacks beat St. Thomas 10-8. So Tuck will swing by to start our number two. We also have a rundown of all of your recently crowned division champions in uh, all levels of high school basketball in the state of Montana. And we'll hear from Blake Hempstead, Copperhead Country. We got a challenge game tonight. In Anaconda, live from the Snake Pit, Missoula Loyola at Anaconda for the right to go to state in girls basketball. That's what it's all about, one of the great rivalries in the state already. 
And uh, when it's win and you're in, lose and go home, can't think of anything better. Blake will be on the call at copperheadcountry.org. You can find it, stream it from his website there, uh, even if you're a Missoula person. And then we'll get a rundown of the, the entire Western B Divisional Tournament from over the weekend in Anaconda with our main man there uh, in Southwest Montana. All that next. Keep it right here. Our number two, Nuan is now, ESPN Radio, coming at you. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.